Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. This is Pastor Scott, and with me today are Jeremy Nidich. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? How are you, Jeremy? I am doing fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> that That's the most positive response to that question I've heard from you, let's just say, in a long time. Uh, yeah. Harvest Festival. Obviously, we're on the yeah. other side of the Harvest yeah. Festival, and so that's like that's a good thing. The Harvest Festival was amazing, by the way. It yes. was, yeah. Thanks to all the volunteers and people who stepped up and helped. It was, it great. was so cool. It was such a cool opportunity. Yeah. Uh, but Jeremy's not the only one here, though. So are Chris and Kimberly Sword. Hey, hey. guys. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Thanks good. for having us. Thanks for being here. This is this is fun on the podcast. Um, I know you, you, you probably podcast all the time. So. Yeah. I mean, this is like my fifth today, yeah. so I'm a little tired, but we're going to push through. Push through. So I, I want to um, start out by, well, the topic we're going to be talking about is life groups, is youth in our church, kind of our heart for the youth in our church and what that looks like and what are life groups. But before we get there, I'd love for you guys just to introduce yourselves a little bit. Um, how how long have you been married? How long have you been in LA at Cornerstone? We've been married for four and three quarters years this Friday. I don't right. count. Um, <laughs> and I've been in LA since 2009 when I came to UCLA. Uh, and I've been since three years after that. So 2012 when <laughs> I came uh, down here for, for school at UCLA. And I think we started coming to Cornerstone, I think six or seven years ago. Um, before we got married. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, we we started um, coming pretty consistently um, right before the months before we got married in March 2017. So yeah. um, really since then, we've been, been coming, became members, got involved in community groups and now life groups. And yeah, that's cool. us. So did you meet at UCLA? Yeah, we, we, we did. You did. did. And how, so I'm going to ask questions you don't have to answer them, but <laughs> how, how, how long did you date? Five uh, years almost. Yeah, almost five years. So basically, you know, Kimberly was a senior when Ooh, when now everybody yeah, knows. people are gonna know this now. So I was a freshman when when Kimberly was a senior, and that was when we met. Um so we dated um, you know, virtually my entire four years there. Not virtually. Virtually means something different now. Yeah. Uh, so, that's true. So, so you didn't just uh, date it over was, Zoom. It you didn't date, did you not, dated in person. No I did Zoom not dating. I did not yeah. know Zoom was a thing back then. <laughs> um but yeah, so for for four years we we dated and we actually met. We were both involved in crew uh, at, at UCLA and that was where we really kind of got to know each other and and developed our relationship, but we met doing student run theater. Yeah. Um met so, at a callback. Yeah, it was a callback. It was an audition for uh, a musical, and we read a part together. Um, yep. That's how we met. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's romantic. <laughs> was it a romantic part? No, it wasn't at all. It was You're in Town, the musical, okay. um, which if you've ever seen that, it's a special show. Um, <laughs> it, but, you know, it was a good callback, and it was a fun show, and I was excited that I got to meet Chris. And, yeah, that was a long time ago. It was. I feel, it... I feel elder now. <laughs> Okay, so here's a question I have. What are you guys involved in theater anymore? Or was that <sighs> it was more in college and high school, I think. Um it was a really fun thing to do that wasn't class. Mm -hmm. Um now we like to go to theater, but yeah. it's not we haven't participated in musicals. Which is a bummer because Your I acting think, days are kinda of over. Yeah, yeah. Like I think when I was at least for me when I was doing theater 
in college. I always sort of envisioned it in my life as an adult, but the problem is um, people in, in LA don't really do theater for fun. They do theater because they're trying to do theater. And it's just, it's kind of hard to, to get in that when you're not one of those people. So it's, it's tough. You have to travel far to do, you know, community theater, which is maybe someday. Okay. So this is interesting because all four of us like musical theater. That's right. And I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the majority of people listening don't. <laughs> That's usually true. But all four of us do. And we're the ones with the microphones. That's right. That's true. So we could turn this podcast into <laughs> Jeremy a, wins. Yeah. That's what I said when you went to go. Really? Check on some, yeah, I said Scott's going to turn this into a musical podcast. Yeah. They, dude, I don't. Yeah. I don't ever get this chance, man. Especially with Brian and Matt. Are you kidding me? You know, I think Brian like finally saw Hamilton. He's like, it's all right. <laughs> it was fine. It's okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to move on. Yeah. But before we do, mm-hmm. favorite musical? Come From Away. Come From Away. Hands okay. down. Yeah. I, I have a couple that okay. I say for this. So my uh-huh. favorite sort of contemporary musical is The Producers. I've mm-hmm. always just, I, I love the humor and of, of, of that show. And favorite classic musical is The Music Man. It was the first oh. lead role I had, oh. you know, growing up. It's just, it has a special place in my heart. So It's such a fun one. Yeah. It it's, it's just, it's just it just makes time. you smile. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine delay is I have to. Uh, I, Hamilton gave it a run for its money, but I still the opposite of making it. you feel good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, now, peoples, you have your your list to go from. Start there. Um, that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a nice wide. Um, I might have to. I, I might have to say. See, part of it is nostalgia too, right? Because part yes. of it's quality, but a lot of it's also nostalgia. Yeah. And in that in that vein, it's like Sound of Music. Like the Sound Ooh. of Music okay. was yeah. what made me fall in love with musicals in the first nice. place. Les Mis is up there though, and there's a lot of you know with Hamilton and everything else. But um, anyways, okay, we really should move on, or people are are going to turn this off. Yeah, hopefully you're still tuned in. <laughs> all, all three of you, we would like to. Um, Okay, so you met in college, been around for for six years. So what I want to do is is talk a little bit about um, life groups, what what life groups are, what um, and what your experience has been like in them. But maybe to start out, Jeremy, why don't we just start with describing what life groups are? And yeah. What? Because somebody's like, oh, they. It, it sounds like we just mispronounced community groups. Right. And like, oh, community groups, but we're actually talking about something different. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and life groups, a very simple way of thinking about it is a community group for our youth, but um, there's a little bit more intentionality behind it. Um, just in discussing with the elders in the past few years, what um, our youth in our church need, um, we figured that intentional relational uh, community um, centered around scripture, centered around um, other godly adults in their lives is really what would help them to not only um, grow in their walks, but also to develop uh, their worldviews and uh, especially going into middle school and high school um, and thinking about what's after what's after high school, going out, uh, away to college or going to work um, and starting a new phase of life. Being able to 
articulate and to truly understand what you believe about scripture, about God, um, was of the utmost importance. And, um, yeah, just, uh, so we wanted to provide something that a format that allowed this to happen. And so the thinking is to surround, um, our youth with not only peers, but godly leaders who are not their parents, who they can build relationships with, and they can trust to be able to talk about some of the more difficult things in, in life, um, see what scripture has to say about those things, and just develop relationships um, that last uh, beyond high school. Like, mm. um, And so even the way our, our life groups are formatted and structured is uh, we ask life group leaders to kind of give a good amount of time to serving these, these youth. And so um, they are asked to be their life group leaders for the duration of their middle school and high school years. Um, and obviously, as long as they're in LA. Yeah. As, yeah. As I was going to say, <laughs> obviously like there are life changes that yeah. happen and, and we, you know, we allow that. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. no, it, yeah. and it, it just allows the, the students to really form a bond with their leaders. Uh, and we've seen that already just in the couple of years we've been doing life groups where, um, yeah, I, there's just a lot of, uh, there's so many stories of God's working and using life groups um, over the past couple of years to, to, test, to testify to that. Yeah. So. Now, I, I know this is a bit of a more involved question, um, but... What what's what's your like relatively quick answer if somebody were going to ask you why life groups and not like a more traditional youth group right like a youth group like fun Friday night just you know uh, yeah yeah what 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 we can typically think of with uh, you know church youth group yeah um, I again I think it's it's the one of the biggest keys is the relational factor I think mm. having a big youth program which is not it's not it's not bad yeah. but um, this allows the leaders to really form the relationships with the students and, and vice versa, obviously, and for the students to form relationships with one another, uh, all centered around growing together in Christ-like maturity. Um, and that's not to say we won't or don't have bigger events at times, yeah. but, um, we, yeah, we just feel that this is the best way. And, and especially in our culture, in our community where we're at, um, in West LA, kids are involved in so many things. Families are involved in so many things. And um, yeah, it just, it, it made sense to, yeah. to do it this way. Yeah. 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 It, it seems like there's a lot of, a lot of, in a sense, evangelical or not evangelical evangelistic yeah. uh, opportunities for kids and relationships mm -hmm. and things like that. Like uh, that need for deep Christian relationships mm -hmm. at both peer and with adults, um, I, I know has been a huge, huge, I mean, it's just been a huge blessing to my family. It's been a huge blessing to my my kids. Um, it's, it's part of actually why I'm excited to hear from you guys because neither of you are my kids, you, life group leaders. And so you know, most of the uh, exposure I have is through, is, is through them. Um, but how long have you been life group leaders? Yeah, so I think we both started around the same time. It was just over two years ago. So it would have been like August, summertime yeah. of 2019. I've lost track of time. Yeah, time, time is weird. Fair Past two enough. years have been weird. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, just over two years. Yeah. yeah. So why, why, what drew you to getting involved with um, middle school and high schoolers? I, just, 
speaking from from my side, I could start. Um, you know, I have always joked that I just feel like I relate really well with middle schoolers. You know, people kind of <laughs> people kind of laugh at me when I say that, but you know, I and and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, I have a younger brother um, mm -hmm. uh, who you know is ten years younger than me, so mm -hmm. so a big big age gap, and so in in some ways, I feel like I've experienced that period of life twice in, mm. you know, just kind of being around my, my brother and, and, and talking to him. And so, um, and, and seeing him, um, go through things in that stage of life, similar and different to, to, to the way that I experienced them. Um, and I guess going back a little bit to the question about youth group versus life group, yeah. you know, I, I had more of a, a traditional youth group experience when I was, um, that, that age, which was, which was great. And there was a lot of, of big benefits to it, but I think the, the cool and unique thing about life groups and why I I've really enjoyed doing it is I think that there is a unique element of the variety that the meetups can, can bring when mm -hmm. they're sort of embedded into the routine of these kids. And, you know, it could be depending on what they need, if they just want to talk about something that has happened to them in school or something that they're experiencing at home, or if they, you know, are actually interested in just focusing more on specific passage or, you know, a book that we're going through like that, that element of, of variety, depending on what is needed from the group at that mm. time is sort of different from a youth group or, or maybe it's sort of like more of a structured setting that kind of, you know, some kids that just isn't, it isn't the best. They need something that's sort of molded to where mm. they're at and the, and the lives that they're sort of, figuring out um and so i i never had that and so that sort of mentorship discipleship element of of meeting with the kids is what's it's it's, it's a, it, it excites me about the way that it's set up and i think you know the big the big blessing from from my perspective of getting to participate in that and, and be that sort of voice that i feel like i, I didn't really get to have mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah i think there's so much that's asked of you at a relatively young age even looking at 18, the like quote unquote natural, like adulthood transition from whatever you were doing in high school and middle school to whatever's after that. Um, and so much of your life can be dictated up to that point for good reason. You're growing up and you don't um, have as much life experience as those that are kind of informing where you are and what you're doing. Um, but for like for me, when I went to college, it was the first time that you were really asked to be self-reflexive about the choices that you've made. And if you don't have a moment before then to think about why you believe what you believe, you're much more likely to maybe be swayed into something that you wouldn't have chosen before. And I think that um, while that's good and bad, and it can just be dependent on the situation, um, something that I appreciated from my childhood and when I was growing up is um, my school. I went to Christian school um, K through eighth grade, but the eighth grade was focused on apologetics mm. and really challenging you into why do you believe what you believe? How did you develop a Christian worldview? And what does it look like to be a Christian going into perhaps like a high school or a different situation um, where you're not surrounded by people who believe the same things as you do? Um, and I had a pretty traditional youth group set up growing up um, in high school. And honestly, it wasn't that great for me mm. um, for all the reasons that life groups kind of fill that gap. Mm. The great thing about life groups is that you're known 
hopefully by yeah. the adults that are leading it. And it's less of a sit and teach and you just absorb for the sixth day in a week. Yeah. Um, and hopefully more you getting to talk and be known and share your heart and have a space um, where you feel comfortable coming forward with the things that are on your mind, whether or not the adult that you're talking to necessarily agrees with you. Um, I had a youth pastor who, when I was 15, like looking at them, they seemed very old and mature. And I think they were maybe 25 yeah. um, <laughs> when I'm thinking back on it, um, who was great and had started a really, um, by a lot of standards, like successful youth program. Um, but I had made the decision to become a Christian quite a bit earlier in my life. And I very distinctly remember him telling me that there was no way I could be a real Christian because I had not become a Christian in his youth group. Mm. And he didn't know me and he didn't ask me any questions. And him saying that to me was very damaging at my younger age because you're looking at someone who's an adult who you're being told to trust within that particular situation and who you respect as a leader in your church. And I think while there are good things about youth group, youth group without something like life group where the adults there know you and listen to you and are interested in your very unique walk with God and how you're developing that um, is something that I'm super grateful for and the investment in, in the youth of our church. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So rich. I'm so thankful for that. I'm even so thankful for both of your perspectives and the unique, I think, contributions that you bring to. And this is what's overwhelming to me about this. I mean, I know you know this, Jeremy. Like, we have so many life group leaders mm -hmm. um, with the same heart that are investing in pointing these relationships because they, they're not just like, look, I mean, you guys are busy. I know you're not like looking for something to do, right? But because you care about these kids and the genuine development of their faith, right? Not just the profession or the raising the hands, but like the genuine wrestling through the real questions. Um, this, this is why it's been so meaningful in in my family. I mean, in in, in my life, seeing these uh, relationships grow. And I think sometimes, I, even early on, I feel like one of the questions is, well, is it going to be fun enough that they're going to want to do it? <laughs> um, right? That's like, well, you're not a traditional youth. It's like really fun. But like, first of all, when kids feel known mm -hmm. and like, it's like the funnest place because it's so safe, number one. And then number two, it, it provides this avenue to all sorts of fun, right? All sorts <laughs> of like, like enjoyment of one another and relationships that, um, yeah, can continue to go, go deeper. Um, I, I know your community, your life group has a lot of fun. Jeremy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, I think you guys all are hitting the nail right on the head. Just, to be known um, by by others and by specifically by adults in your church who you know they don't just know you but they're you know that they're there to invest in in your life mm -hmm. and I think both of you guys use the word unique I think in 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 the relationships that we have with the students because each student is at a different point in their walk with God and and yeah. I think the the size of the the life groups that we have and the leaders that have committed to um, discipling these students, it it is a very unique relationship for each student. And, um, and it's because the leaders have taken time to not only commit to them, but to get to know them and to uh, let the kids know that they are there 
for them and are walking alongside them. And it's not like a, it's not too much a teacher student dynamic. It's very much a, um, a friend, but also a discipler um, dynamic that is happening in the groups. I believe that, uh, yeah, even, even some of the newer groups that have started to see that, that dynamic build in those groups has been really awesome. Hmm. So, I mean, from a, any of the three of your experiences as life group leaders, what, what have been, I don't know, some of the, the highlights or most encouraging parts of that or of the opportunity to build those relationships? Um, it's a great question. I feel like there's a lot of them. Um, the one that comes to mind and, and, and just the thing that I, something that I've held to that has been super, super encouraging to me is probably, you know, near the peak of, of the pandemic when we were, we were meeting on zoom. And so, you know, thinking about two and a half years of, of doing this and like a good solid year of that was, you know, in, in, in that sort of peak of the pandemic, yeah. which is kind of, you know, I, there's a whole other conversation you could have about that and how we navigated those things. But, um, so we were meeting on zoom and, you know, we went through, a you know, a period where I think we were kind of discussing, like, you know, we were meeting every other week, I think. And we, we sort of, you know, tried to gauge if, if that was, you know, is that good? Do we, do we want to meet like less, more, like uh -huh. depending on what, what the kids were feeling and all of the kids were, they, they wanted to meet every week, you know, mm -hmm. like they were, they were excited and, and, and which kind of baffled me because, you know, knowing how much zoom they were going through, yeah. and, you know, yeah. zoom school and, and everything that, that, that came with that, but they were really, really excited and, and enjoyed the time that they were spending, um, you know, having fun playing games, but also, you know, going through, you know, the scripture they were going through the devotionals that we, we were going through and just seeing them, them being willing to, to put an extra two hours of, of zoom and in, into in, in their week to, to be in that sort of uh, space where they could, um, I, I, I liked what you were, uh, uh, both, you know, what we've all been sort of talking about is, is, you know, the desire for them to be in a space where they're, they're known and can sort of be comfortable and, mm -hmm. and, and talk about things that they didn't really have another, another place to do that. And so mm -hmm. just seeing that work, like even in the, even during, during that pandemic time, I thought was really, really mm -hmm. uh, encouraging to me and, and, and also just provided me with a boost during the week when yeah, yeah. you know got to spend time and in, in, in hearing, you know, their perspectives and, and things that, that they wanted to focus yeah. on at that time. Yeah. And, and Kimberly, I mean, yeah. you, you've had some, uh, you've had older girls yeah. who some have graduated and moved on they and have. yeah, which is kind of a whole nother like piece of this. It's been good though. I think our group has changed a lot since when it started to now yeah. zoom being a factor of that, but also like you said, um, one of our girls graduated and she's in college now. Um, and then just kind of navigating, what does it mean to have juniors and seniors mostly. Yeah. Um, and uh, how do we continue to support them there? And I think ours has been structured like kind of differently. Um, we started with more of like the traditional, more like Bible study situation. And mm -hmm. now it's like fostering Christian female friendships mm. and what does it look like and how can we support each other? Not just like quote unquote leader to student, but also um, watching the continued development of the friendships between the young women that we're lucky enough to spend time with um, has been really, 
really fun. Um, and I learn, I think, more from them than I could ever hope to to teach um, ever because they just they are so wise and they come with such passionate and open perspectives on things um, that the time that we get to talk with them one on one or in a group setting is always fun and engaging. And I think um, how they've navigated life as teenagers and one of the biggest cities in the United States is um, something that I just, I have immense respect for the mm. way that they process the world. Mm. You know, it, and it's, it's so encouraging, even as you describe that, it's so encouraging and exciting to me because I think with a one size fits all uh, program, like it either works or it doesn't. Right. right. And it works for some kids. And, works for, and also what works for like a high school freshman, right? Like a 14 <laughs> or 15 year old, like 17 and 18 year olds. Different. Yeah. Like are not, they're, they're not on the same page. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're, they're, they're changing so much. And so the ability and opportunity for, to simply for, for those relationships to transform as they transform as mm-hmm. they grow, as they have different questions, as they have different struggles and, and to begin to even allow, uh, help them experience more and more of what the Christian life mm-hmm. with Christian uh, friends in community in the constant local church looks like is, is so encouraging to me. I think, I, I think sometimes we could look at that change of maybe format or structure or the dynamic of the relationships over the years and be like, Oh, like what worked didn't work. Like what, why doesn't it look like that anymore? But I, I think that's actually what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Like it's supposed, it's supposed to change. It's supposed to, um, as those relationships change, as those life stages change in such a significant way. Yeah. 14 and 18 is a very different <laughs> life stage. Yeah. 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 Radically. Right. And it's amazing that it happens in such a short amount of time. It's a lot of growing to do in four years. Yeah. 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 Now I I feel like I'm talking like I'm an elder, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Chris mentioned his little brother. Um, his little brother's 18, and I met him when he was nine. Yeah, ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, and but I think what Chris has said is true. He lives farther away. We don't get to see him all the time, and every time we go back. Oops. I knocked Sorry. over the microphone. <laughs> Not going to lie about it. Um, every time we go back and get to see him, um, the just immense like leaps forward that he takes it. And the kids that we get to talk to here, I feel like we've gotten to watch them more um, gradually grow up. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to name drop Sarah Gonzalez. You're in college. Mm. That's amazing. Mm. And also like, I'm so glad that I got to see part of this journey with you mm-hmm. and like where you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love them all equally, but mm-hmm. she's the one in college. So I said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was just, I was going to add to that too. You know, yeah, it has been more gradual and it's been a, a, a privilege to see that, that gradual growth. Um, and, and then at, and sometimes when I think about it, it's super fast too, yeah. right? You know, like those mm-hmm. two years in the zoom and, and the mm-hmm. pandemic and everything is all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you know, it, it, it does, it, it happens quickly. Um, and yeah, I think like having these life groups to, to, to be there and, 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 and witness through that, I think is, is, um, something so cool that our church gets to do. Mm. Yeah. I, even the, the gradual growth, I, I think back to 
some of our very first meetings with our boys. And I remember specifically, we did a night of getting to know each other. So everybody kind of gave their testimonies and, and kind of how they got to where they are, leaders and, and students. And um, there were so many tears that night, like not just from the leaders, like some of the students were, were crying at some of the other, some of the leaders' testimonies and stuff like that. And like, man, is, is it going to be like this emotional and this deep every week? <laughs> like, is this? And, um, but, uh, and, you know, from since then, we've had some great discussions and, and through the pandemic and stuff. Um, but one of the, a couple of the things that really uh, stand out to me and just seeing the growth, this, this gradual growth is, um, you know, during the pandemic, our students have uh, had different, you know, they, they come from different backgrounds, different um, families, different um, perspectives about the pandemic. And uh, to see the way that they engaged with each other about it, um, showing humility, showing kindness towards, towards other kids in the group who might have different perspectives on it has been so amazing for me to see, mm. to see like what we've been talking about and to see what, um, you know, just the walk through scripture and just the walk through spiritual life that we've had with them and seeing it, seeing them apply it in that specific area has been amazing. And then also starting to see some of the boys like step into serving on Sunday mornings. Mm. Um, Cause we've talked specifically about that with them um, just about how they are a vital part of the church. If they are a believer, we mm. need them. We, mm. we need them to, to do what God has gifted them to do. And, and they're not like a, a, some random person who shows up on Sundays, like they're a vital part of our church family and, mm seeing them some some of them start to step into serving on Sundays has been amazing as well so yeah it's just been such a joy you know and it, and it also makes me think of it, it's so encouraging to me because I think this in a sense this model for ministry or like this this way of engaging with youth also um, works really well regardless of where the kids are at in their faith journeys mm-hmm. right so I think it's you know it, it it's easier on a podcast to like tell the stories of like, oh, like this, this kid, like I'm super encouraged by him. And, you know, they're, but they're, they're not all at the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the 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 um, qualification to be involved is you just have to be willing to have the conversations, mm-hmm. right? Like willing to want to be. But we, we have kids kind of at all sorts of different places in their faith, own faith journeys. And this provides the the space, the safety, the relationships to walk through, wrestle through, ask tough questions, mm-hmm. right? Like even that safety of relationship where, I mean, you mentioned earlier, can really like when to, to express something that you know that even your leader doesn't agree with, right? right. You're not on the same page, but you can um, wrestle through those things together and provide the, those relationships. And and so it, to me, it's, it's not just like a, um, a nice, neat, like, you know, factory way the church, you know, produces, uh, Kids that love Jesus, because it's, it's never quite that simple, but it provides the, the the context and the place for wherever they're at to to wrestle through it and and however they get engaged and and they have opportunities and we have opportunities in our families in different ways to connect with people who have no interest in Jesus all the time in schools and sports and events and things like that and building those relationships. Uh, th- this provides a, a context at the very least for kids that are interested, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. that are engaged in or 
at least trying to f- figure it out, it provides a, a place for them to actually have those those conversations, which, I mean, fascinatingly too, I think those the spaces where they can have those, even just in culture generally, are shrinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so vital, so important. The, I, I feel like the word safe space is thrown out a lot, mm. but I think um, mm. kind of knowing that the person that you're talking to isn't going anywhere mm. and is going to still love you the same mm-hmm. after you have a conversation um, is really important in that. And I mm. think it's, I don't know, you don't always want to talk to your parents about stuff mm, and yeah. you sometimes don't want to talk to your friends. And so having an adult or just someone else, even a peer that's not at your school, which is something else that I really like about life groups is you can have kids from different schools um, to have an outside perspective. But as a peer is something that's really, really valuable as you start to kind of going back to earlier, but like crafting your worldview Mm. and how you process feelings and things and how you learn to live in a community. Cause if you don't experience really being able to talk to somebody else about stuff. It does not come naturally. Um, I mentioned it earlier. I didn't talk to my friends at church about serious stuff because I didn't feel like I could. Mm. And so getting involved with community groups, we were lucky enough to hear, but it was not natural for me Mm. to be like, I'm going to talk to these humans that I see at church (laughs) about things that are on my heart and trust that they're still going to love me at the end of it. Um, It's really I think it challenges you in very good and hard ways, um, but it's also very grounding. And I Mm. think I feel lucky to be able to try to be that for some of the girls and just knowing that um, they could call me, they could text me, we're going to go out to coffee, like whatever. At the end of it, I'm still going to love you. It's Mm. fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I I really appreciate that because I think you're you're absolutely right. I think there's a way in which we could kind of just – talk in general about you know being a safe place or a safe person but it's that it's that that commitment it's that um it's the beauty of what god designed christian relationships right to Mm -hmm. be um that provides such incredible context and i mean and and we see i mean there's also data that backs this up right like (laughs) they're, they're you know the the like in this sense we've read numerous books yeah i know you have jeremy like like the 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 results are in like the single most like impactful thing for kids who like grow up in the faith and keep their faith is just relationships mm-hmm. with christian yep. adults yeah um you know like all, all the other things you know are are helpful and are used and the lord uses and things like that but like as far as like a consistent theme mm-hmm. um that with Christian adults that aren't their parents. Yeah. Yes. Right. You know, with additional, um, and not because their parents can't do it or, or aren't important. Like right. their parents are, you know, the most important, but yeah. we like need other, these other relationships and things like that. Yeah. So, um, with that, how, how do you guys feel like we as a church family can come alongside the youth in our church? Like the kids that you engage with, like what, mm. how, how do we view or come alongside them best at kind of as a, as a church family as a whole? I think um, something I've noticed is as, as they start to, 
I mean, they're, they're really transitioning into young adults, you know, at, at this stage of life. And one of the things I've noticed at church, um, just in talking to them, is they kind of want to be just recognized and and known, like like yeah. we've been talking mm-hmm. about this whole time. But um, I think, in a sense, making them understand their value to the church as a whole, um, and that's not just like we we as life group leaders, I think, can encourage that and 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 help to facilitate that. But I think even um, the church as a whole, uh, just showing them that, man, like you're, you're, you're turning, you're not, you're not running around the courtyard anymore, like playing tag. You're, you're like, actually you have thoughts and (laughs) you can articulate those thoughts. Mm. Um, and I'd love to hear like what, what you thought about that or, Mm. um, I think just making them know, making, helping them to know that how valuable they are to our church Mm body as a whole. And, um, yeah, I think that's just one big way of, of I, it's interesting. Like I, I'll have conversations with some of them in between services or after service. And, um, you're, it's a much different conversation than I'm having with, you know, a third grader after yeah. kids church, you know, yeah. it's just, a, it's like, Oh, like, Oh, how was, you know, how was this going at school? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know you were talking to me about it. Like, Tell me more, like, you know, what did it look like? It just, mm. It's just, it, it changes. Yeah. The, the relationship changes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with that. And I, what I've been thinking about is, you know, when I think about the challenges that, that youth face uh-huh. in, you know, in, you know, right now uh, in, in, in this world that, that we're in, I think it's, you know, in a lot of ways, really similar to all the challenges that we face, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the adults face is just kind of unique in the sense that maybe more exacerbated because of, you know, they're really starting to decide who they're going to be like, who, 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 you know, how are they going to shape their worldview? How are they going to shape the lives that they're going to kind of go on and um, set forth into? And I think, you know, to recognize them as adults or, you know, young adults and recognize them as members of the body mm-hmm. and reinforcing the, the, you know, what is so, so key for all of us to, to know who we are and our identities in Christ, yeah. you know, in a, in a, in a world that, that wants to focus on how do you serve yourself? How do you sort of, you know, do what you want to do? And like, you know, I think the, the sooner that we, you know, um, or, or the better that we as a, as a church reinforce the, the concept of, of their place in the body, their place in the church Mm. and their, their identity that's rooted in the Mm -hmm. cross. I think that the, just the easier it's going to be for them to, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I don't need to serve myself. Like I know I'm, I'm part of this, this family. I'm part of this church. I'm part of this, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm saved. I've, I've, my identity's in Christ. I think that that, you know, being able to recognize that in our youth, I think is, is invaluable to Mm. to them. Yeah. Sure. Oh, now it's my turn. I was, it doesn't have to be. Oh, no, I was thinking, my, my, I was oscillating between a few things. I think the thing that strikes me the most about the kids is kind of where I, I'm leaning. And that's the wisdom that they bring to conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're willing to share that with you, mm-hmm. look for why and how you can lean into that mm-hmm. Do you, if you have the time and the capacity to be able to, to help them with whatever they've they've decided to bring to you they i don't know 
I can't really imagine being a teenager right now and mm-hmm. all of the different complicated things that go along with that. Um, and I'm often struck with like, how do I best support them in that journey? Um, so just listening to their unique perspectives, even if it's not the same experience that you had, um, and look at why they came to you with whatever they're, they're willing to share with you and how you can, um, continue to just lean in and, and show them Christ's love through, through that. Mm. I appreciate that. That's so, so helpful. So encouraging. And I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to throw in just a practical thing that I think echoes this, but it, uh, I'm going to encourage us as a church to not make the uh, topic of conversation with our growing kids, particularly our youth, um, usually revolve around how surprised we are that they're growing up. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's interesting growing up in a community and things like that. I think, uh, you you were you were saying like we, we need to reinforce their identity we need to reinforce their identity in the body of Christ and I think that we we sometimes subtly undercut that when like what they're constantly hearing is oh my gosh you've gotten so big oh my gosh I can't believe it oh my gosh I remember what like and uh, it I think our kids all across the church wear that well <laughs> um, but I I think it can subtly reinforce that like oh. Like, I'm surprised that you're a genuine, like, member of the body with me, mm-hmm. as opposed to reinforcing that, like, I, I see you and you, you are the size and maturity and, uh, you know, well-spokenness that, that you should be at this age. And I want to treat you like that. Um, at, you can gawk at it, you know. On your own. That's fine. Internally, um, yeah. I still, I mean, I still do with my own kids. Like I walk around the, you know, my own house and I'm like, what, what is, where did all these like full-sized people come from? Right. Um, and, uh, cause Laura's on the fast track. I mean, she's, we're, we're counting months before she's the shortest person in our household. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, at the same time, I think that there's ways in which, um, recognizing that transition, recognizing that opportunity, not just for their life group leaders, but for the entire church community to treat them as brothers and sisters in Christ Mm -hmm. because they're brothers and sisters in Christ, right? To treat them as young adults Mm -hmm. because they are young adults. Um, just with that, that kind of, um, appropriate respect and engagement, um, I think is, makes them feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, like they. Oh wait, no, you're you're supposed to be here. Like we're supposed to engage this way, um, as opposed to like almost being surprised you're here, yeah. like you're at the table. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I'm so encouraged by this, uh, Jeremy. If if people wanted to invest more in the youth in our church, if, if they're like hearing this, like I wait, I I want to engage with youth like that. Um, what should they do? Well, first they can email me or yeah. just come up to me if they yeah. see me at church and um and I'd love to try to connect them in mm-hmm. a way that uh can help facilitate that. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I think as as our younger kids grow older and, and even the kids we have now, like uh, the youth we have now, there's going to be an increasing 
number of opportunities mm -hmm. to step in and yeah. kind of fill that void that is there um, right now. And, and um, yeah, so please reach out to me, email jeremy at cornerstonewla.org, or um, if you see me at church or, or see somebody and ask, ask them where I am, I'd be more than happy to come chat with you about it. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. And, and you can also just talk to one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Scott's applicable point earlier. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, know, I know that they really, I, yeah, I know their kids really enjoy that. And, and, and sometimes they're learning how to engage that way themselves, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. sometimes they, they, when I say enjoy it, they don't necessarily always like enjoy it. Like, you're like, it doesn't seem like you're enjoying this, right? But they're navigating, trying to figure out like, how do I engage um, in conversations in this context and the, the, the church, the church family, the church as family mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. is meant to be that. So th thank you guys so much for your time. Thanks so much for investing in kids and, yeah. um, um, and for the time to get to show us. It's super encouraging to me and hopefully really encouraging to our church family as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Thank Thanks you guys. for having us. Absolutely. Love talking about it. And thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we love you and we'll see you on Sunday.